Today on P.S. Blossom, we introduce a powerful Latina storyteller from South Texas. Put your feet up, grab a cool ginger beer, and listen as our anonymous storyteller shares her experiences of growing up near the U.S.-Mexico border. This month and every month, we celebrate your lived experiences and acknowledge that living them is enough. Before I share my narrative with you all, I would like to take the time to just give a disclaimer that some of the things that I discuss in this narrative that I'm sharing may be triggering and hard for some folks to hear. I will be talking about physical, sexual, and emotional trauma and violence and mentions of interpersonal violence and sexual assault. And I just encourage everyone, as you're listening to my narrative, to take great care of yourselves and please step away if needed. I am a third-generation Mexican-American and Tejana, holding both indigenous and Spanish uh, colonizer identities. I am a reproductive justice and health advocate. I am a scientist. I am also a a social work student. I am also a survivor of sexual and interpersonal violence. I grew up about 155 miles from the United States and Mexico border. I never really knew or had the opportunity to learn about my history and my identity because it was completely erased from our history books. It was all a very whitewashed version of our history and no mention of the struggles and the violence that my ancestors had experienced as a result of the colonization and the tyranny and genocide of the Spanish and also the white supremacy that existed. I have two parents. I have two older sisters, so I'm the baby of the family. We attended mass every Sunday. My parents made sure that we received all of our sacraments at the same church that they were married at. This is a common reality for many like Latinx religion is a huge part of our upbringing and a huge part of the fabric of of our culture. And there were just a lot of conflicting ideals. I struggled a lot growing up, not sure of who I was and struggling with self-esteem as a young girl, as a child, being bullied and going through a lot of different challenges that really weighed very heavy on me. And so it wasn't until I became a freshman in high school that I started attending a youth group. A few friends of mine in high school were a part of this youth group. So I decided to join. I really wanted to hang out with my friends and it'll be cool with them because it has to do with church. And I am in a safe place. 
my parents were actually really excited that I was getting involved. It was a win-win situation. And at first, I, I loved it. I was a very impressionable uh, 14-year-old trying to figure things out and trying to really find my place as I started to kind of get more involved and attend more youth retreats in the summer. Things started to change. The church got a new youth minister who held archaic and patriarchal beliefs. And I was really building my spirituality and learning about what that meant for myself. And he was exes and very vocal about being anti-choice. I was always told that abortion is murder. It is a mortal sin. And so I met my my first boyfriend um, in high school at a summer retreat. He was my first abuser. And he had a very charismatic personality. A lot of people liked him and they thought he was a good kid. My parents liked him. He had also made really great friends with our youth minister and the head priest. I felt like I was forced to grow up fast as a result of the abuse and the shame that I endured in this space with my boyfriend at the time. And I was 14 years old. The only things that I knew about sex were the things indoctrinated in me since I was a child. You need to follow these strict guidelines. And they were just extremely homophobic and patriarchal, binary beliefs. It never felt right. I really wish that my autonomy and my humanity were respected, but they never were. And I never learned how to respect and accept my body, woman, youth of color in the South. So we're often robbed of of our ability to see ourselves as whole people. Because this starts at such a young age when your brain is still growing. So as the years progressed, I was still dating my abusive ex-boyfriend. I was trying to navigate a lot of complex and uncertain emotions around the experience, the magnitude of the experience, and the abuse that was happening simultaneously. What I thought was sex and what was love was abuse. I wanted to be accepted and loved by others. And at the time, when I was going through such confusion and and pain through this magnitude of sexual abuse, the youth minister had an idea to coordinate a prayer circle at one of the Planned Parenthood clinics. We're going to bring rosaries and show up at the clinic to pray for all of the unborn lives that would be lost as a result of having an abortion. I was struggling with low self-esteem and, and I really wanted so badly to just to be accepted and to be in the, the right graces, but it didn't feel right. I eventually left the church. 
when I graduated high school and I started college, I wanted to be as far away as possible from the pain and the trauma that, that I had experienced. I really struggled with the emotions and the shame. I, I always thought, how could something perpetuate this level of shame and ostracization and despair in people, you know, and I, I wanted something to believe in. Thank you for listening to part one of our anonymous storyteller's journey of faith, family, abuse, and redemption. Tune in next time as she shares her abortion story and her activism in the state of Texas. Thank you.